day 24. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, mm. not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Boy, I woke up hype <laughs> for <laughs> this morning. <laughs> well, Leviticus, right? Bro. Yeah. All right. Now, if you follow the instructions like we gave at the start... And you read beforehand, right? Yeah. So it's like... Please read. <laughs> please read beforehand, really quick. Just a really quick please. excursus on yeah. the importance of reading beforehand. When you pick up a commentary, a resource, or a podcast, or anything like that, yeah. before you actually pick up your Bible and read first... Mm people that have read about the same text that you're trying to make sense of, people that have thought about it, mm -hmm. right? People that are passionate about what they understand it to mean. All of that stuff is influential. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy for you to be convinced, like, yo, they're smart. They're excited. This sounds compelling. Sure. This is how I see things, right? And it's easy to just adopt what comes out. Mm -hmm. We're saying what we're saying because we think that it's right, but still, right. you'll get so much more yeah. if you read first, even if it's right a cursory glance where you mm -hmm. sit and run through. Yeah. yeah, but come to this, like, come to the podcast warm, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, it's super cold this morning, and before I take Ava, Ava, Ava to school, like, she's bougie now, bro, but she's mm -hmm. she's learned, like, yeah. 810, it's like, all right, dad, start the car. Make sure you get a remote start because I don't want to get into a cold car. Yeah. Don't come into the podcast cold. Yeah. Come warm. The goal of this podcast is to get you to read the Bible. Right. Right. Yeah. Not to hear us talk. Yeah. So we just want to make sure that yeah. uh, we keep that at the forefront. All right. Leviticus. Leviticus. All right. So these first podcasts, every first episode of each book is a little bit longer just because we have to set the context, right. especially with a book like Levit yeah. Leviticus. And the main question if you remember nothing else, Leviticus is seeking to answer how can sinful people right. dwell with the Holy God. Right. That's that's the main thing Leviticus is getting at. And it is through a substitutionary sacrifice and the priests. Yeah. The ministry of the priests. Mm. Right? That is how people can dwell with God. It's right. the same thing for them then. Right. And it is the same thing for us now. Right. Right? We can dwell with God now because of Jesus' sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. And him as a priest in the presence of God forever. Amen. Yeah. And the thing that, right? The thing that you have to remember when you are reading this but and I don't even know if I want to go there. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm ready to jump to Yeah. Let me say okay. a little yeah. bit more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, more. Okay, so just more context. Like Leviticus again is central. It's right. the middle book of the five. Right. And it is central to what the five books are trying to get at, right? right. We want to dwell with God. And it's the only book, the entire thing takes place at Mount Sinai. Right. So they still at the Mount Sinai. They ain't right. left yet, right? right it right, seems right. like we're moving, but they're still at the same spot. And it has no chronological markers. It has no time markers right. to say that, like, like, yo, this is sacred space. Right. This is the presence of God. Mm. This is what he is saying. Uh, we need to come into the presence of God. So it starts off, bro. And it says, the very first verse. Then the Lord summoned Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. Right. In Numbers, it's going to say, uh, the Lord spoke to Moses in the tent of meeting. Mm. And so it's just trying to say that, yo, the, the book of Leviticus is actually going to work. Man can't come into the presence of God unless what is prescribed here takes place. That's good. Yeah. And and so it goes through. I'm just going to jump to the end and then we can okay. backtrack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgiveness, yo. Yeah. Forgiveness. It is granted yeah. to all types of people yep. that commit all types of sin. 
Mm. Right. So if you don't see anything else, do not in this book see a harsh, exacting, yeah. judgmental God. Yeah. Right. Go work. Go work. But we do see a God who is saying, no, no, look, forgiveness is possible, but it just comes on the terms that I said. Mm. Right. So it's like, don't ask for forgiveness and you try to set the terms. Good, right. Yo, yo, you can't do both. God's saying, listen. Do you want to set the terms with no forgiveness or do you want forgiveness on the terms that I set? Yeah. And what we see is that yeah, throughout this whole thing, it's yo, somebody sins unintentionally, a whole community sins and it escapes the notice of everybody else. And then when the sin becomes known, atonement can be made for. Mm-hmm. A leader sins mm-hmm. unintentionally. Common people sin unintentionally over and over and over. It's going to talk about all these types of people that commit these sins. And Leviticus 4 is going to tell us, oh, but look, there's forgiveness for all of them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just really quick, we don't even have time to get into the details of every offering. Right. But it's the burnt offering, the grain offering, the fellowship offering, and the sin offering. Burnt right. offering. If you sin, this is the way for your sins to be atoned for, right. forgiven. Right. Yeah. You bring the sacrifice, whole thing is burnt. Right. right? It reconciles you back to God. Grain offering. Uh, it's basically harvested grain yeah. It's burnt on the altar And it's given to the priest for food And it is seen as a gift paid back to God In recognition for his rule and his right. So it's like a gift to God Same thing with the fellowship offering And then the sin offering is for, like you said, unintentional sins right. One of the dope things, bro Is that in the burnt offering You see that the smoke has to ascend to God Right, right. So you see that um, This substitute that they offer yeah. uh, To God has to be transformed yeah. so that it could ascend to the presence of God. And again, the substitution represents the person. Right. That's the thing that we have to remember. It's mm. not just an animal that is symbolically being right. displayed. It represents the person. So much so that the New Testament is going to say, Jesus was a sacrifice, but it was as if you died. Right. It, was, right, right. it was just as effective as if it was really you. Right. And so what's happening here in this, in this whole rite, bro, is that when this thing is burnt and consumed... It transforms into smoke so that it can ascend to the presence of God. Right. We have to be transformed <laughs> right. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit that, that is like fire that John the Baptist says. Amen. So that we can be in the presence of God. Amen. We can't come in our sinful state. That's so key, bro. Yeah. I love it. That's so good, man. And, you know, one of the things that's helpful, too, as we think about the Old Testament yeah. and things like this yeah. is thinking in terms of shadow and substance, Yep. right? Excellent, so brother. that'll help you read this and know how to take this and make sense of what goes on, the right? Shadow, yeah. It's the same way, like, if, if I'm standing with my back towards the sun and my back towards Keith, mm-hmm. and Keith starts to walk up on me, mm-hmm. I can look at the ground, right? And based on the shape of his head and the things that I know about Keith, right? The (laughs) subtle way that his toes point inward when he walks, uh, I can look at the shadow and say, yo, Keith's coming. Now, the shadow is not Keith. The shadow comes from Keith, Mm. but it just helps me give a vague shape to something that is fuller and more detailed and all of that. So even as we talk about the concept of substitution here in the form of bulls and goats and Mm -hmm. doves and and lambs and all of that stuff it's a shadow of what is to come there is going to be a greater substitute of which we'll see in much more depth yeah i know tom is getting getting no 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 get it but one of the things um i think i do want to say is 
that uh, in, in some traditions of, of the faith, people have made this hard contrast between the law and then the gospel. Right. Or the law and grace. Right. And what I want to say here is that the first five books are law. Right. But you see grace worked into it. <laughs> right. God presupposed that you would sin and I'm making a provision right. to have your sins forgiven right. even in my laws. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you see like even God's grace, even in the midst of his instructions to us, yeah. that he's provided a way for us to uh, come back into his presence. So another quick dope thing, That's bro. That's so good, bro. You, you yeah, say yeah, really quick just about ahead. that. God's laws are not a speed trap. Yeah. Bro, driving back from Waco, <laughs> there used to be a speed trap where the speed limit would go from like 75 to like 35 in yeah. a minute. Yeah. And it was meant to catch people and to find them. That is not God's laws. God's laws mm. are not speed traps like that, right? Where he can yeah. pop up out of the bushes and say, gotcha, now you're going to get it, right? Right. As God's law unfolds here, it's meant to reveal his grace that he knew that, yeah, that um, we would sin and that provision needs to be made for our restoration back to him. Yeah. I think the last thing I want to say is, um, man, you, you go to uh, uh, Matthew 4, Luke 4. And Jesus is tempted in the wilderness uh, by Satan. Right. And what Satan wants to do, basically, is to get Jesus to not perform his sacrifice. Right. To not get the cross, to get a crown, but without the cross. He wants him, as one uh, dude said, he wants him to skip the book of Leviticus. Mm. And, I, and and this book is trying to show us that sacrifice, and we'll talk about it more next episode, yeah. sacrifice is necessary for our relationship with God. That's great. Right? Not only Jesus' sacrifice for us on our behalf, yeah. but also a sacrifice of a uh, holy life uh, given over to him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Father, I pray that as we look at this book for the next few days, we would see you rightly in it, Lord, that, yeah, the law is clear on every page, Lord. Uh, but I pray that as we read it and as we study it and as we look through it to get a better picture of you lord that grace and your love would abound that it would jump from every page and it would arrest us in a way uh, where we're unable to break free of it it's in jesus name we pray amen, amen.